My mum's podcast is recorded on Bear Pie Land. We pay respect to the elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to how to run a successful business and still have a life. I am simply Stacey Morgan. As a mum of three and owner of three successful businesses, I'm acutely aware of the juggling act that is parenthood and entrepreneurship. Join me for bite-sized business tips, served simply, without ambiguity, aimed at helping you boost your productivity and give you more time in life for the things that really matter. Each week we're talking motherhood, marriage and making it in business. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to How to Run a Successful Business and Still Have a Life. This is episode 60. Boom! How good is that? And today's episode is brought to you by the Simply Business Summit. If you are cold... If you're cold right now, if you're going for a walk and you're cold, if you're driving and you've got the heater on your toes because that water, like that weather is cooling down, then you want to join us in tropical North Queensland in a couple of weeks for the Simply Business Summit. We still do have a few places left, so it's not too late if you would like to spend some time rejuvenating, relaxing, but also working on your business and working on the things that are going to move your business forward through to the end of this year. I would love you to join us. It's an incredible group of women that we've brought together with some awesome guest speakers, and I want you to know that it's not too late. So please come and join us at the Simply Business Summit. It's happening in Palm Cove at the end of June and start of July. I cannot wait. It's going to be fun. Cocktails by the pool, much nicer than getting all rugged up like we are now. Today is part three of my episodes on my favourite things and today I'm going to be talking about the fabulous live theatre that I have seen recently and there's going to be a few things to report back so it might be quite a long episode. Get ready. Um, I want to be talking about some things that are close to home and some things that I saw in New York as well. So let's start with the close to home things. Nine to Five which is a fabulously fun musical uh, opened earlier in the year in Sydney. It's doing the rounds of Sydney, Brisbane, Melbourne as most of the big shows do and uh, Carolyn O'Connor is such a classic um, Australian musical theatre you know queen and she stars along with Marina Pryor who would take you know exactly the same title in this awesome awesome show gosh it's a lot of fun the ensemble are really amazing the the choreography is tight the sets are awesome Dolly Parton makes an appearance um, just on a screen not in real life um, but of course the music is based on on her fabulous music and um, and the movie that she was in and if you know the story well then it's 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 a lot of good fun so if you need um, something that's a pick-me-up a show to go and see that's a pick-me-up then I encourage you to check out nine to five an overload for the senses is Moulin Rouge the musical which is playing at the moment it's just transferred to Sydney and Um, from a big run in Melbourne and it is a lavish 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 musical as you would expect with Moulin Rouge if you're a fan of the movie then you will absolutely love the musical Um, there's an elephant on stage for goodness sakes like a big a big elephant (laughs) not a real elephant but a big blingy fabulous elephant I mean the whole place they've just transformed the theatre it's it's like you're stepping off the street into a completely different world um, and it, that happens even before the show starts so even if you just go for the sets <laughs> it's completely worth it um, it won the Tony for best musical and of course this is the Australian version with an Australian cast and they are stellar as well so Moulin Rouge is good fun I got the opportunity to see the Heathers for the first time 
a little bit earlier in the year. And The Heathers is a musical that has a cult following. If you you know, there are people that love The Heathers, they're obsessed with The Heathers. I'd never seen it. I'd heard the music, but I'd never seen it live. And I was lucky enough to see a production in Sydney that starred one of our ex students. So it was, you know, doubly sweet for me. Not only did I get to see this fabulous show, but I was so incredibly proud and just filled to the brim with pride um, watching Sam out there, you know, who's playing one of the the lead guys in the show. And he was just brilliant. And I was so incredibly proud. So the Heathers is, you know, a fun show. It's you know, it's out there for amateur release at the moment. So if no matter what neck of the neck of the woods you're in, a production of The Heathers can pop up at any time and it is good fun. So if you get the chance to check that out, make sure you do. Of course, Hamilton has transferred to Melbourne. I was lucky enough to see the Australian production twice, the Sydney cast twice um, here in Sydney. And then uh, it's the same cast that's gone to Melbourne. And that is, um, you know, that means I've seen Hamilton a couple of times and it never gets old and it's good from the balcony it's good from the stalls it's good from the orchestra it's good from the very back corner um it's just a wonderful show and if you haven't watched it on disney plus i encourage you to do that before you go which i wouldn't do for many shows um i like people to be surprised so i often say don't listen to the music don't read anything about it just go and be completely surprised but with hamilton it moves so quickly and the words are so fast and the singing is so fast that I feel like um, if you have the opportunity to watch it on Disney Plus, then do so, so that when you go, you are, you know, you can immerse yourself a bit more fully in the experience because Hamilton is, you know, it is the show of our lifetime. I tell people it's the Les Mis of our lifetime. It'll be going forever and ever. You will take your children, they will take their children and they their children will take their children's children to Hamilton. It will, it will never die. It's an incredible show. When I went to New York, I got to see some incredible shows and um, I'll probably save the best to last, but I got to see Tina, the Tina Turner musical, which I was looking forward to. And I'm not saying at first because it was the worst. It, in no way it's Broadway, so no, nothing's bad. Um, but the Tina Turner musical is so much fun and it's like a rock concert at the end. You know, the lights are flashing and the band is on stage and she's just working her butt off. Um, all of the incredible cast in this show just works and works and works all night and and especially Tina and it was wonderful to see especially because I'd looked forward to it for so long and I hadn't listened to any of the music but you know you already know the Tina Turner music so that there's like this anticipation throughout the show you're waiting for these big songs to hit um simply the best and um you know, uh, I'm a private dancer, you know, all of those Tina Turner songs, you the Proud Mary, you're just waiting for them to come. When they do, it's so exciting and so thrilling. And I was um, in the audience with, you know, a whole audience that were just thrilled to be back in the theatre, thrilled to be back on Broadway and just absolutely giving so much love to the performers on stage. And that's always fun as well. So we saw Tina, the Tina Turner musical. We saw... Um, company which was phenomenal with Patti Lapone. it was like a master class in Broadway acting it was it was a Wednesday matinee and every actor on the stage was phenomenal I'm talking Tony winners Tony nominees drama desk winners like the the lineup the cast in this show is just ugh, I can't rave more highly and to see Patti Lapone up there was just Oh, so, so incredibly good. The sets and the way that they re, they restaged this Sondheim classic was wonderful. So if you get the chance to see Company, it's running for a little bit, um, a little bit longer and hopefully it will also tour because it's just, it's, it's a feast. It's an absolute feast. I loved it. I got to see uh, Billy Joel, the 
kind of doesn't count as theatre, but we went and saw Billy Joel live at Madison Square Garden and that was an experience. We got to sit in the front row and watch Hugh Jackman be the music man um, at the Winter Garden Theatre. We were in the front row of the balcony, I should clarify. We weren't front row, front row, but the balcony was still where they could, where he could see us and where we could see him and he danced and danced and danced all night. And I didn't expect that from him. I expected the ensemble to dance because I knew they had hired a massive ensemble. Something like 21 young actors and actresses made their Broadway debuts as part of the show. So I knew there was a big cast of of incredible dancers and I knew they would dance. And I thought Hugh would join in at the beginning and then, you know, watch a little bit or, you know, go go around to each of the characters and, and, you know, then dance in the finale. And he didn't. He danced all the way through it. He just did not stop working the entire night. And then he came out and worked the stage door <laughs> all the way um, to his limo. So he, you know, he looks like he's having a fantastic time on stage and he looks like he's having a fantastic time at the theatre, living that Broadway life. And I'm so incredibly stoked for him. And I'm so incredibly stoked at how good he was as well. You know, people rave about about him and, and how he's the nicest guy. And I thought, you know, maybe that would mean that he – would be kind of just so-so, but people would let him get away with it because he's Hugh Jackman, right? So you're going to go, oh, get on you, Hugh. But he was so good. He was so brilliant. And so that was a really perfect night at the theatre. It could not be more perfect. And fun fact, we were there while they were raising money for Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS, which they do every year. They do, you know, a couple of weeks where at the end of every show they have people, it used to be people from the cast and now because of COVID it's not people from the cast, but they have volunteers with red buckets that stand at the door and collect money for Broadway Cares. And Broadway Cares is this incredible, um, you know, fundraising agency in New York that raises money, you know, gave so much money to people during COVID, Broadway actors and Broadway dancers and people who were out of work. And they, you know, they began during the AIDS crisis and they, now they continue and they provide um, so much aid and fundraising for, for so many different incredible causes. And so, yeah, they, during this time they always collect money, but they stopped, the, you know, at the end of the show of The Music Man and Hugh took off his white glove and he said, I'll sign this glove and Sutton Foster, who was his opposite and just as superb as, as Sutton always is, she took off her glove and signed it as well and they put them together and they auctioned them off and they raised $22,000 on the night um, for Broadway Cares, which was just so cool to be part of because, you know, there's some of the cast members were like the auctioneers and people in the audience are putting their hands up and I was sitting there like feeling quite confident before they started and Heath was looking at me like, don't you don't you bet the house on a pair of Hugh Jackman's gloves? And I was thinking, you know what? I I'm gonna put I'm gonna put five hundred bucks. Oh, I'll put my hand up for five hundred bucks. And then they started the auction. They said the bidding will start at a thousand dollars. And I was like, ah, oh. I didn't even get a look in. But then I've seen videos on Hugh's Instagram since we were there where, you know, some nights they're raising $50,000 for Broadway Cares. So if they're doing that every night of the week and and did it for two weeks, like that's an incredible amount of money, an incredible amount of generosity from these Broadway um, audience audiences and of course when they get to the end they're you know saying okay 20 you know 22,000 here's your pair of gloves but we, we have another glove you know who was the second highest bidder would you also match that and you know and then raising it a little bit more and if they they won't match it then saying okay well will you do it for 15 and, and adding and adding to that fundraising so that was really cool to be part of and really really cool to see so much money being raised for such a good cause 
On the Saturday, we saw David Byrne's American Utopia. If you're a fan of Talking Heads, you would have loved this rock concert in a Broadway theatre. We had a really fun time. It's available to watch now on Apple TV. Um, Spike Lee filmed the Broadway version and it's such good fun. I encourage you to watch it. They're all in grey suits if you're looking um, for the trailer. So much fun. We also got to see um, Hadestown, which we were so looking forward to because it won the Tony um, a couple of years ago and we hadn't got to see it. And, of course, COVID stopped us from from doing any of that. So some of the original cast members were still in it, including Andre De Shields, who you know, is 77 and was still phenomenal on stage. He's just announced that he's finishing up his Broadway run. Um, he was just so spectacular. It was really good to see. Uh, we saw Dear Evan Hansen as well, and we went and saw Six, which is good fun. We'd seen Six in Australia, but it was good to see the Broadway cast do it as well. I got to watch Funny Girl on its second preview night. Beanie Feldstein um, and Ramin Karamloo and Jane Lynch. I got to, I was in the front row watching Jane Lynch. She was like right in front of me, and as a big Glee fan, that was super cool. And... Now I have to tell you what my favourite thing was. And I feel really kind of awkward talking about this being my favourite thing because I felt awkward going to the show in the first place. And that was the Michael Jackson musical. And you feel awkward because, of course, the documentary came out a couple of years ago and, you know, there are so much, so many allegations that Michael Jackson wasn't the, the person that we thought he was. And um, so, of course, you don't want to do anything to support him or that or um, – you know, you feel for the victims and so there's so much controversy around this show existing. And of course it, it, it was in pre-production before any of any of that started. And a little bit of time has passed and so we bought tickets to this show because there's a lot of hype around it. And we I do love Michael Jackson's music. And so we kind of felt a bit funny going along on the first night, like, should we really be telling people we're going to see this show? And I have to tell you, it was the best thing we saw. It was phenomenal. Oh, the guy who played Michael Jackson, it was like we were just watching Michael Jackson. And there were people in the crowd who thought we were watching Michael Jackson. They were screaming, we love you, Michael. <laughs> Michael. And it's like, it's not Michael. It's just a guy playing Michael. <laughs> but they, um, you know, of course they know that. But it, he was just so good that you thought, you thought that's what you were watching. It was just phenomenal. It's all based around um, – it's not kind of a life story of Michael Jackson. It's based around the rehearsal period before, um, you know, his big dangerous tour. And it's it talks about, you know, it shows him in rehearsal and him making decisions and acting and behaving in certain ways. And then there, there are flashbacks to his childhood. And the flashbacks kind of – what happens in his childhood kind of tells you why he behaves the way he behaves in the rehearsal studio because apparently those rehearsals were really like really heated in the lead up to that tour and there was a lot of pressure on him if the tour didn't go well he was going to lose Neverland so there was a lot of um external pressure and internal pressure for that to be successful and that kind of all comes out as part of the show and the show is wonderful it's so spectacular and I still don't know how to feel about that <laughs> But I, I did have a really good time in the theatre and I'm absolutely rooting for um, the lead actor um, in terms of Tony Awards this season. So that's exciting. There's a few of my favourite things, just a few. Thank you for so much for joining me for this three-part series. This has been episode three. We'll get back to our regular business um, programming or our regular motherhood and marriage programming. Um now that these episodes have concluded, but I do get so many requests for my favourite things episodes and it really is quite sweet that you actually give to Hoots what it is that I'm binging or enjoying 
<laughs> what's getting me by um, during this time. So thank you so much for the feedback. I appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you're a big theatre fan and you just absolutely love today's episode please let me know what show you're really looking forward to seeing or what you've seen that you loved as well take a screenshot of this episode put it on your insta story and tag me i'm at simply stacy morgan on instagram my mouth actually hurts from all the smiling i've done talking about these things for the last three episodes so i hope you've enjoyed i appreciate you taking the time to put me in your earbuds and i look forward to talking to you next week How to Run a Successful Business and Still Have a Life is a Morgan Media original produced for the Morgan Media Network. Work with me one-on-one or in one of my many group coaching programs. It is possible to run a successful business and still have a life. You can find out more at simplystacymorgan.com. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 